You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter and we are back in the studio once again with my illustrious co-host. What up, Brittany? Peace, Pipe. What's up? I'm great. You sound great. Your voice sounds awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. Must be in a good mood. Okay. What's up, Dash? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Oh, guess who's back in the building? Jaira. Hey. What's up, everyone? (laughs) Hello. So, we got us a new president and vice president. Yes, we do. Yeah. Trump's gone. That's all I really care about. Yay. It just feels a little lighter, right? Yeah. Does the energy the... feel different? It does. It does I feel, feel so different. different. Yeah. I feel different. <laughs> I'm like, something shifted, and it's not just that. Like, something moved. I don't mm. know. Did y'all see all the parties and stuff that Shout happened out to yesterday? Scorpio season, huh? Right. Did y'all I see love all the it. parties that happened yesterday? No, it was all really? the parties. Everywhere, oh all, all over, over the, the world. world. By the way, by the way, um, it's like seventy-ish here, right? Yeah, crazy global warming. What the fuck, man? And yeah. then my friend just sent me a picture from Reno, and it's snowing there. Wow. But what? anyway, back to these parties. Wild. Back yeah. To these parties. Yeah, we have to. Do There's a lot going warming. on. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's talk about those parties yesterday. What did you see, Deja? Um, I saw this. <laughs> there was a Trump, um, like little float thing mm-hmm. and what city dc it mm-hmm. was going around the white house and it was him and <laughs> like just figured and it was funny it was crazy and then i just saw these native americans dancing in the street um praising you know him being fired <laughs> um i just saw a lot of celebrations everywhere yeah my friend texted me well FaceTime me mm-hmm. from Times Square in New York. Oh wow! He was like, "You should be here, Pipe. It's incredible." And it was people yeah, Brooklyn everywhere. Yeah, was going crazy. Dang. I saw that. I was like, "Wow!" He was. He showed me like the whole crowd. I was like, "I was like." He was like, "What do you?" He was like, "What you think about this?" I said, "It just looks like one big Corona." <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh. and I saw Trump people. Um, you know, being upset. I saw Lansing was filled. Girl, or was it the state? I was going to say girls and guys. Did you guys? Yeah, they see, had prepared for that. Did mm-hmm. y'all see Paula? What is her name? Paula White that was praying, did the prayer. Oh, did that's his spiritual that? leader. Oh my god! And then did you see the people praying in front of certain voting areas and oh then like god. them at TCF? And yeah, they got they that? got ain't real. <laughs> no, that's but a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so. Uh, but the thing is, did you um so did so in Detroit we had ours and it was in New Center area. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, people were like dancing That's cool. and and floats and people had the same like Trump costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like and then did you see um I should have sent y'all this. Even in the uh, UK people were celebrating. Yeah, I think that. What do y'all think Paris? about that? Like all Which the part? world leaders and people Okay, did you see all excited? the world leaders that um had uh said you know different thing you know different uh sets of congratulations yeah to him. you saw that yes did you see who did not send congratulations i did not see who who didn't send congratulations so everyone that has a right-wing leader brazil brazil is a main one bolsonaro mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, what was interesting though is Putin? Um, Sorry. yeah, Putin. He did not. Mm. Yeah, and um, the leader. Uh, well, um, how do you pronounce his name of Israel? I'm not sure. Uh, let me look uh. it up. But anyway, he did. So it shows that um, they're still going to be on that Zionist stuff. Um, because in actuality, it's really, we still, well, anyway, let me do the celebration part first. Okay. Okay. So um, just, did y'all watch the speech? I did not. You didn't? Did you, Deja? Yeah, I caught it um, like maybe halfway through Kamala's, but I didn't um, see the beginning. I know she walked out to Mary J. Blige, but first, can we talk about Van? What's his name? Crying on. CNN? Oh wait, wait, wait! But let's do the celebration first. Ugh. Let's just yeah. Let's put that yeah. Let's talk Ugh. about that. But hold up, hold up. The caption of that. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Let's just let's just play her a little bit of her speech right quick, mm -hmm. and let's just celebrate first. Okay, just want to say, Kamala, um, you know Howard University. You know, I'm Howard you, Howard you alum, so hey, that's our alum. Shout out Howard. She's the she's a AKA first black woman, first Asian American woman, right? First woman, okay, a lot of first. First Indian American woman, so mm -hmm. a lot of first. First Jamaican American woman. So there's, you know, a lot a lot of firsts in representation. So the barrier of representation has been broken i believe so okay substance we that's where we need to get we need to get the substance now we got to representation gotta get the substance but just want to play this one clip that i um saw over twitter um just wanted to share this with folks i know folks saw this probably a hundred million times and i'm gonna share it with you one more again <laughs> tonight sees that this is a country of possibilities and to the children of our country regardless of your gender our country has sent you a clear message dream with ambition lead with conviction and see yourselves in a way that others may not simply because they've never seen it before but know that we will applaud you every step of the way. So that was just like a little bit of what she, you know, of her speech. Um, and in Biden's speech, he, what I thought was powerful, he actually named a thank you to black people. Okay. He said, thank you to the African-American community. You are the reason that I'm here and I owe you. Mm-hmm. Um, he named the disabled community. Mm -hmm. I've never heard any leader name the disabled community ever. That's that's huge. Yeah, he named the immigrant community. Um, communities. That's huge too. Yeah, he named you know LGBTQ. He named you know Muslims. He named like he named people in a way that was very specific. And I think that that is important because in the past, everyone's been just grouped together as quote unquote minorities, <laughs> you know, but the fact that folks got named, I thought that was 
something very 2020. Um, yeah. So anyway, just wanted to celebrate a couple highlights. I mean, I know. Can I? Uh, we got a lot of work to do. They're very in the center. Let's not believe for one moment that Biden is, uh, you know, a black revolutionary in any way. <laughs> still a but, you know. <clears throat> you guys want to hear some of Dave Chappelle? Yeah, do you have some? Yeah, I, it's it, let, let's see what I can do. I'm gonna try. To I sent some. Out. I sent some broken down clips of it into the chat. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I watched. I had sent a few broken down see. clips. The Let first me. one is like the whole monologue, but um, there were some really funny clips. Which were the clips? Which which ones are the clips that you pulling up? I was just gonna pull up the. The let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. So long story short, um. The, the the whole Saturday. Did you see the Saturday Night Live, Deja? I just, uh, no, I watched clips. You watched I clips of it. You fell asleep. Okay. I waited until eleven thirty, and I was like, "Where, where, where are they at? <laughs> what are the clips that you were watching? I watched uh, YouTube on YouTube. No, I mean, what? Oh. Which ones were you? Um, I saw the Jim. Well, it was Jim Carrey as Biden and Maya as Kamala, but I don't remember the dialogue. I watched it like like three in the morning oh, okay no that was funny because like she pulled out her phone and they did a little dance to cardi <laughs> b or whatever oh really? that was funny they did a news clip like a fake news clip they took the oj bronco chase and then he like uh re-narrated it and was saying that, that was trump leaving the white house i'm just gonna play part some of part one the end is so good you guys want to hear part one or part two uh, yeah Either you know you could play, you you could play a little. We could talk. You could play a little more. I like it. I like it a little bit. You know, you know what I was thinking about all day today. This is really weird. First of all, I'm nervous. I should tell you that you can't tell, but all inside. <laughs> I, I was thinking about a person I never actually met, but I heard about all my life. I, I was thinking about my great grandfather, who apparently, by all accounts, was a very great man. He was born a slave in South Carolina, uh, was a slave for 10 years of his life. And when the Northerners came down, they started educating some of the, the newly freed black children, and, and he learned how to read. Got enamored with education and dedicated his life to three things. Education, freedom of black people, Jesus Christ, came a juggernaut, Naomi Church. It's a pretty amazing story my great-grandfather had. And I thought about him all day today because I wish I could see him now. And I wish he could see me. Because I wonder what he would say. This week I flew to New York on a private jet to host Saturday Night Live. Netflix started streaming a show that bears his name, Chappelle's show. And HBO Max is streaming it. And I didn't get paid for any of it. Yeah, if he could see me now, he'd probably be like, this nigga got bought and sold more than I have. That's a good pause one. Um, shout out to Dave Chappelle. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's so, he he's so funny, but I think the timing of the results and then him mm -hmm. being on SNL is like perfect timing. Remember yeah, he right? did the SNL right after Trump yeah, won? Yeah, him and Chris did. Rock. Him and yeah. Chris Rock, right? Mm -hmm. But um, but did you? some of the other jokes were funny, too. That yeah. were on this one. They had the one with Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. 
I didn't see that. Is they that wanted a, their job. I saw people talking about that. I wanted to, yeah. Yeah, they were basically saying, you know, <laughs> that they wanted to, uh, they were going in to get their job, you know, secure their job as slaves. And it was getting rid of them. With And then they had the Allstate man. Anyway, that was pretty interesting one. They had, um, the rest of the monologue was like really, really Let me see if powerful I can, if I can and good. queue up a, another section of it. Yeah, I threw it two. as the first clip inside our chat. Wow, guy, you ever see this? He, he was on a press conference, tried to guess the cure of the coronavirus in front of the whole world. It's a wild thing to do. Uh, uh, what about very powerful light directly in the body? I said, what? <laughs> this man just suggests that I put sunshine directly in my body. Well, that's insane. He went further. Oh, some bleach. Some bleach directly in your body. So, oh, boy. Secret Service is going to have to child-proof the White House now. He's trying to drink the bleach. <laughs> Mr. President, don't touch that stove. It's hot. <laughs> Turn those scissors around if you're going to run around the house like this, Mr. President. This is... <laughs> Scariest part about that, <laughs> one of the leading virologists in the world was sitting as close as you are to me, and she just watched him say it. It's crazy. Her face was looking like he, he might be right. She was... <laughs> All right, we're going to pause it there. Cause... Yeah. I don't know if everyone will like what he says after that, but well, no, I mean it was stuff. funny. Yeah. I mean the one where he was talking about um, uh, the the white folks wearing the masks. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like I wish I could wish I could clip that. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, if you, you you could cue it up if you want, but yeah, I mean, um, I mean it is true, right? Like people just blatantly not. He was like, you can wear a mask. Well, went to the clam rally, just wear one to Walmart. Literally. <laughs> and then he starts breaking down breaking down nigga, nigga problems. <laughs> let's let's go back in if you were here. Fight for their lives and die. A white man. And I don't mean to put this on the whites, but I've been black a long time. I've noticed a pattern. <laughs> But if you're a good white, <laughs> you actually want to help, join me. I'm not even joking. This is my it's my plan. It's called the kindness conspiracy. It's random acts of kindness for black people. Do something nice for a black person just because they're black. And you gotta make sure they don't deserve it. <laughs> it's very they can't deserve it. The same way all them years they did terrible things to black people just because they're black and they didn't deserve it. If you're driving through the hood one day and you see a black dude standing on a corner selling crack, destroying his community, buy him an ice cream. Just buy him ice cream. He'll be suspicious, but he'll take it. He'll be suspicious, but he'll take it. You saw him lick it. He licked it. Licked it out the corner of his eye. <laughs> no, but it's good stuff, right? Like, Dave, yeah. is, it's awesome because he knows just like every good comedian or classic comedian, they know how to bring, I don't know, social issues to light in a very calming, realistic, and funny way. I don't know. It's awesome yeah. stuff. Just I mean, I thought it was funny. It was genius. a good skit. The timing was incredible. Oh, my God. The timing was incredible. Like, they called it, and the Dave Chappelle was on the uh, was on there, and then they had all the skits ready. Yeah. Yeah, that it, was It's that funny was cool. in the monologue when he says, you know, 
I know that you guys are upset that you feel like you got, you know, cheated or you feel like you lost, you know, lost. It feels horrible. You didn't get what you want. Walk them to what it's like to be a black person. Yeah. You know, walk them to how it feels to not get what you want. You know, I don't know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, okay. Deja wanted to uh, hear Van Jones. Let's hear Van Jones. <sighs> Hate Van uh, Jones. I don't have a clip of it. I just, no, I, I I got it. I got the clip. Um, he's, so let's hear Van Jones. It's a little long. It's a little long, but but okay. here it is. Okay, I never watched it. C double O N man. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier. To, it's easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. Being a good person matters. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. Getting annoyed. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send, send dreamers back for no reason. <laughs> vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered you know the, the, I can't breathe you know that wasn't just George Floyd that was a lot of people that felt that they couldn't breathe every day you're waking up and you're getting these tweets and you just don't know and you're going to the store and, and people who have been afraid to show their racism are getting nastier and nastier to you and you're worried about your kids and you're worried about your sister and can she just go to Walmart and, and get back into the, her car without somebody saying something to her? And, 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 and you spent so much of your life energy just trying to hold it together. And this is a big deal for us just to be able to get some peace and, 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 and have a chance for, for, for a reset. And, and the character of the country matters. And, 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 and being a good man matters. I, you know, I just want my son to, to look at this. Look at this. You know, it's easy to, to, to do it the, the cheap way and and, 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 and and get away with stuff, but it comes back around. It comes back around, and it's a good day for this country. I, I'm sorry for the people who lost. Uh, for them, it's not a good day. But for a whole lot of people, it's a good day. I appreciate the passion, but <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of work to be done. I'm glad Trump is gone. There is the truth and it there is a feeling of we just talked about it it's a little like a, a sign of like a little sigh of relief right like man okay Whew, that was heavy it was been a long four years uh media has been a big contributor to it being a long four years um but there's a lot of work to do and when i say that i mean that there are a lot of people who have, ex have been experiencing the pain that he's presenting based on a lot of social issues that have remained the same for the last 50 and 60 hundreds of years. So we have a lot of work to do and let's not make it seem like the work became the work that needs to be done started four years ago. There's been work that needed to be done. So, I mean, whatever. But Deja, you wanted to play the clip. So let's hear from you. What were your thoughts? I just thought that was extra and unnecessary. Like, that was that was disgusting. That was that was gross. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> Why are you crying? Like I get it, but no, 
Don't. No. Mm-mm. No. It was insincere, no. you feel? Yeah. I feel like it was not sincere. I feel like he was putting on a show. I feel like just... And even Don Lemon, like, he... He, oh, Don Lemon went hard in the paint. Yes, he did. But it's been interesting to see how black he's become because I remember when Trayvon Girl. Martin died, how how kind of, well, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. He was just playing the devil's advocate mm. a lot more before Trump got in office. And when they started calling him nigger and everything else, like he said in his own clip, um, mm-hmm. if anyone has that ready, then you guys can play it. But yeah, he's just, it's been interesting to see him give a fuck now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> here it is. I've got the Don Lemon. I pulled that up. Hold on. Let me just, uh, he went, when he went hard in the paint, I was like, damn. Yeah, they're very well spoken, but it's also, it's just annoying. Wait, here's Don Lemon. America needed a release valve at that moment. And they wanted to get it off their chests. It was like a third world country. People who have been oppressed. Finally, the relief came that no longer did we have to live under this oppression. No longer did we have to live under people who pretending that up is not up and down is not down. That one plus one doesn't equal two. And so I can't help but be emotional at this moment. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to say, so forgive me. I may not say all the right things tonight. I am very emotional, and guess what? I am speaking for everyone, but I got to tell you, when I watched that black woman come out on stage tonight, and I saw all of those people from of all ages and all different backgrounds, and the whole entire theme was everyone is welcome under this tent. We don't care who you are. We don't care if you voted for us or not. You're all part of this American experiment. It was, I was so overwhelmed to hear that. I don't care what people think, if they think I'm biased or not, if whatever, I don't care because I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a conservative. I'm not, I'm not a liberal. I am an American. And we all deserve to be able to live in this country and have respect. And what this administration and what this president doesn't do, they do not respect people or anyone who doesn't believe what they believe and so i'm very emotional so when you ask me how i'm feeling right now i'm sorry that's all i can tell you this is how i feel right now i am so happy to have this platform to be able to do this i may not have it after this but i really don't care i am so happy to live in a country that has an administration that is going to go in regardless i'm going to challenge them on their policies i'm going to hold them to account but when you say we're all welcome and we're all equal in this country, amen, I'm in on that. Pew, 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 Shots fired. No, I mean, Don Lemon, he was like, I may not have this platform after this. I don't know. That I mean, it is kind of brave because he is on CNN. Um, that is a mainstream network. But uh, I don't know. Wokeness has become mainstream. Like, what do y'all think? That That's a result of this presidency. Mm. I think that this will be a very interesting presidency to analyze and to go back and really take a look at. And I look back at the uh, Barack Obama presidency as it was very interesting. So it'll be it'll be cool to see how this settles in for for black people, mm-hmm. brown people and the, the silver lining. 
see a, a lot of mainstream collectivism. I see a lot of mainstream creativity and strategy around economic improvement. So, yeah, it reminds me of uh, the era when, you know, you had James Brown, you had James Baldwin, you had, you know, uh, what I guess I'm getting at is the celebrity pillar, you know, the activists, the the singers, the songwriters mixed with the, you know, <clears throat> artists, poets, everybody kind of coinciding to get stuff done. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. What do you think, Deja? Same sentiment as Brittany. I'm just, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Me neither. I've seen a lot of <laughs> conspiracy theories and... 2020 was something. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's not even over yet. No. So I, I brought a I brought a clip. Um, it's 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 a bit long, and I'm a it's long as in this whole thing is like 30 minutes, but I'm gonna play two points from it. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to do is because you know we have this question about where do we go from here? What does this all mean? Like what does it mean to us? And so I was this brother like broke this brother Jabari. I got this from Sanetta. This clip. Okay. And so if you know, if anyone knows about Sanetta, Sanetta TV, mm-hmm. um, he brings on different, he gives a platform to different types of ideologies. Um, but Brother Jabari, I find to be um, a, 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 a really astute scholar of like this p- p- political, you know, genre. And the way he broke stuff down, I was like, I'm, I'm going to bring this on the show because I think that he articulates an understanding of just like, you know, where we are and what we need to do in a way that um, he kind of translates like a lot of the language. So um, I want to share a couple of clips, but I wanted to play them like play one and then get some reaction from y'all and then I'll play the other one. So um, this is Brother Jabari. Um, He's been asked a question. So long story short, we're going to have this, we're going to have a long road ahead. So this was a one kind of victory, right? So it's like the president, but then there's the Senate. So he kind of um, is kind of breaking things down a little bit and kind of explaining. But in general, um, there's going to be a Senate race and that's going to take place. Um, not a Senate race, but there, but, but, but that, you know, the Senate choices, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's supposed to take place um, in 2021 in January. So um, that's going to be a big push to make sure that um, there's going to there's two candidates that are up or two. Uh, I, we'll call them candidates that are up um, that are, you know, both from Georgia. And so. um yeah, that's a thing. The second clip is more about the Supreme Court, but I want to play this first clip first. And it's a lot of information, but I figured like it'd be useful here, especially because me and Brittany have been having conversations about voting for like two years, right? Mm-hmm. And I know we went from like, I'm not going to vote, like I don't care. It don't mean anything. And those conversations, and he kind of explains the part about which with the electoral college like we could see how but when we have that conversation about 
what does my vote mean? Mm-hmm. You know, how does it land on, you know, the people in a sense? So this is him kind of explaining that. I just want to give that context because I'm I'm playing the clip at like 17 minutes in. So, you know, I'm just trying to I was trying to give a synopsis of what we heard up until this point. So um, this is Brother Jabari. Let me turn this up. Presidents still have to work with the Congress. That is how this system is set up. Now, the Democrats lost some seats in the House of Representatives, but they still maintain control. That means Nancy Pelosi will still be the speaker. And it means that they will still be able to set their agenda in the House of of Representatives. Many people believe that the Democrats might have been able to take the Senate as well in this election. So far, that has not happened. What do I mean when I say so far? There are 100 senators that go to the Senate, which is often called the upper house of the Congress. And right now, as we speak, it is split 48-48. I think that we should expect that when Joe Biden comes, well, let me let me say it another way. I'm not going to say when he comes um, becomes the president because um, his inauguration is probably going to be set on January 20th. But I want you to hear something very interesting. It is possible, still possible, that the Democrats will take the Senate. And that's going to be very interesting. That would mean that Joe Biden would be able to actually um, put a lot of his legislative priorities uh, in front of the House and in front of the Senate and get a lot of things passed. Things like a $15 um, minimum wage. Things like um, a $2 trillion um, climate plan, which will actually be a jobs plan. A lot of people will be um, elected, which would mean more comprehensive criminal justice reform, which would actually mean securing the Voting Rights Act and the Fair Housing Act. If some of you heard me say those words and say, I don't know what that means, please look at it because it truly affects what happens for black people. And it also means that we'll probably see another package that will assist people who are out of work, more than 20, 30 million people out of work due to the coronavirus um, uh, situation, pandemic. And most of them are black and brown. So I want you to understand that all of those things are on the ballot. And it is possible that Joe Biden will be partially hemmed in right now because of what happened in the Senate. The Republicans are still going to be in control of the Senate. And that has been really, really difficult. Just look at the sorts of judges that they've put forward. People who are completely antithetical to black interest is what we have seen. Some of you have not even paid attention to the, the, um, what's going on on the Supreme Court, for example. And by the way, now this is on the honor code. If you can't name the last three people that have entered the Supreme Court, you haven't been paying enough attention. If you can't tell us what their general positions are, you haven't been paying enough attention. And that's exactly what the Republicans have wanted you to do. They wanted to put in some things that would affect this country maybe for the next 50 years, literally, because Supreme Court justices um, serve until for, at their pleasure for the rest of their life. They have lifetime appointments. So you need to understand that that is what is happening. And if you can't even name, without Googling, the person who was just placed on the Supreme Court, you have not been paying enough attention. Opinions must be earned. If you can't talk about those things, maybe you're... Mm. Yes, sir. Gosh darn YouTube. Yes, sir. 
But I like that where he said the opinions must be earned. Amen. You know, um, <laughs> he was just saying, you know, hold on, let me just because this Dagnab YouTube. Hold on. Hold on. Let's turn this back up. <laughs> he was preaching. He's preaching, right? Yeah. Share your impression yet. Do some more research. All right, you good? And so I want to continue really quickly on this. Understand that something critical is going to happen in early January. January 5th, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a runoff for both Senate seats in Georgia. We have Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock, that is going to be running against, um, oh, I'm not even remember, Amy Leffler, I think her name is. And we're going to see the incumbent, David Perdue, run against the Democrat, John Ossoff. If the Democrats win both of those seats, they will take control of the Senate. So the game is not over yet. I believe if I had to game it out that they might get one of those. But you had better expect that Georgia, that Atlanta, is once again going to be in the middle of this. Because if Joe Biden has control of both houses, some of the things that black people are in favor of will come forward. And I'm going to tell you even further. Now that black folks have selected, elected Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, it is time for us to go further and say, remember about all those things we said we needed? It's time for you to do it because we elected you. And you better believe that we did. Look at the numbers of the votes that are coming out of Pennsylvania. By the way, this goes back to something else you said, Sonetta, about whether they, um, they uh, uh, actually stole an election. I want you to understand that there are so many counties around this country, if so many of them that are decisive are putting up numbers that are assisting Joe Biden, do you know the scale of the type of, of, um, of illegality that would have to occur? How do you do that? You have literally thousands of people across the country counting votes. You tell me they're all cheating? That is not what's happened. And if it was what was happening, we would actually see Donald Trump in court for that. And that's not what he's in court for. The, the, the news media reported that he had a very small win on Thursday. Guess what he got? He got an agreement from officials in Philadelphia that poll observers would not stand 10 feet away. They would stand six feet away. Does that sound like that's going to change votes? No. <laughs> if there was rampant illegality and mismanaging a vote taking place, we would see them say that. But the reality is, don't just listen to what Donald Trump is saying in a press conference. He's trying to change your mind with misinformation, disinformation, and straight-up lies. Fox News. Look at what he's filing in court. Mm -hmm. Let me go. Um, you got one more question? Okay. So, just wanted to share. So, there's that. And then there's another clip, but I wanted to get y'all's reaction to that. Everything you heard right there. Were you listening? He's dope. I need that link. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> no, it's in the chat. Oh, man. I sent that in the chat. Yeah. So uh, what what's your reaction, Brittany, to what he was saying? I mean, it's true, but I just think that there's a overall point that's always needs to be made. Like, I just feel as if this system works the way that it was created to work. Like, when there's a Republican person in office, they're going to fight for Republican Supreme Court people to be on. And, and you know, they're going to fight for... If there's an open seat, they're going to fight for someone that thinks like them, thinks like the people that have got them in office to be on the court. 
same thing for Democrats. Like when Barack Obama was in office, he was able to get Sonia in there. He was able to get someone else that was Democratic that had like-minded views of him and the people who voted for him. Trump, Brett Kavanaugh, a complete D.I.C.K. head, Republican, horrible uh, resume when it comes to character, you know, but at the same time pretends to be a holder of conservative views and values. When Joe Biden was asked about what I'm saying in the debate, when they asked, do you believe in stacking the court? He said, yes. That was a clear cut answer. So, like, I just think that when we talk about uh, to the guy, the point, the great point that he was making, being politically educated, we need to talk about the system in totality and that the way that it completely works. That both sides have interests, both sides have people who have funded their campaigns, both sides represent a certain type of a group of people, and they're gonna fight to have people around them that are very similar. Now, Joe Biden, what I do like about what he's saying is, is that he wants to be the president for everyone. And I think after four years of a president that is pushing an agenda based on fear and based on hate, hate and but perseverance, right, of who they feel this country was built for or who built this country, you know, the conservative, the, as Dave Chappelle would put it, the, the, the poor white man or the blue-collar white man who feels as if in the next five to twenty years he's gonna be gone from the from the the from the job scene, from talking about coal miners, talking about um, you know, just interracial relationships. They feel as if that they're gonna they're they're not gonna be here. So of of course, when you talk about their viewpoints of um uh Christianity being conservative values being the lead of this country, Donald Trump is going to put people in positions of power that represent that narrative. So I agree with everything the guy said, but I think that when we talk about politically educating ourselves, there's just a generic way that the system works. It's not about, I think if you, if you, if you teach it any other way, it sounds like fear tactics. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. When you, can you just, when you say teach what any what other way, what are you talking about? I think that it has to be generically stated that both sides stack the court. Yeah, but Ob what does that have to? I don't Ob understand what does that have to do with. He's stating that you have to be politically educated to see that who what the direction that the Supreme Court was going in based on the last four years with Brett Kavanaugh, Amy, and the last few judges that were that made it to the Supreme Court. My response to that, yes, that's true. But when you are talking to people about the Supreme Court, you have to generalize that both sides stack the court. So I agree with what he's saying, but I think there's another step to it. And because if you don't give that other step, it's fear tactics. Similar to that extreme message that, um, what's my man, what we just played? Like, I, yeah, like, I, I understand, like, yeah, like, the, the Supreme Court is very important, but... Let's be clear, both sides take on the agendas of who put them in office. And I don't know if that's right or wrong or indifferent, but that's just how it has been. That's how it's always been. Depending on who's the president, they gives them the ability, and depend on, depending on who's in positions of power, depends on who they put in office as their cabinets and also in, um, in, in, the, uh, in the court systems. So that's just my opinion, full opinion on it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing. I mean, you know, I'm, I was just trying to understand what you were saying. And what were, what were you saying, um, Deja? What's your reaction to what he was talking about? Um, I feel like he has a lot of faith in the Democratic Party, and that just worries me. But um, I agree with what he said about being aware and being informed mm-hmm. to to have an opinion. Absolutely, I think he made great points. I'm just. I just don't agree with his eagerness to see um, Democrats uphold their word. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, let me see. There's, uh, this is a little bit more. Um, like I said, the whole thing is long, but these two points I wanted to play. So mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, Queen Nepal, because I think that so many of us don't really have a fundamental understanding of the cost of what elections mean. And a major part of what elections mean is the appointment of judges. Because just think of it this way. The longest that Joe Biden could serve, if he even was to be reelected, is eight years. But if you put someone on the federal bench, a federal judge, or someone on the Supreme Court, those folks could serve for 40, 50 years. More, maybe. Because these are lifetime appointments. And that is what we've seen Donald Trump do. He put forward more judges in his first three and a half years than Obama was able to in more than four years. How did he do that? Most of the time that Obama was the president, he actually did not have control of the Senate. So the Senate would slow walk or just do nothing on his selections. The similar to what you saw them do in the Supreme Court when, when Barack Obama put forward Merrick Garland and the Senate just ignored him because they said it was an election year and it was actually, they would never put someone in an election year. He had nine months, by the way, before the election. But instead what the Republicans just did in complete and total rampant and disgusting hypocrisy is they put someone in the court She is now on the court, Amy Coney Barrett, during the time that people were voting. During the election, they did it. Not nine months before saying, no, it's too soon. But literally putting someone in while people were voting during the election. And yes, she was actually confirmed last week. So she is now sitting on the Supreme Court. Now, you should know the Supreme Court for several years has been tilting conservative. For a while, it was kind of 5-4. Right. It was five, four. But we saw Chief Justice John Roberts actually serve as like a buffer vote so that even when conservatives did something that they thought they could get passed and he is actually a conservative Republican, he would vote in ways that he thought was more consistent with what the will of the people wanted. That's what John Roberts was doing. He acted as what they call a swing vote. But since then, Donald Trump has put in several conservative judges. So they ignored uh, Obama's pick, Merrick Garland, and they put in three more. Now the court sits at 6-3 conservative. 6-3. That's heavy. So you should know that the Supreme Court will likely be very hostile, not just to Joe Biden, but to the interest of black people. What does that mean? It means that they are the, the, the uh, a conservative court is even the court that voted in favor of the Citizens um, United um, uh, uh, um, case, which means essentially that you can actually put money into an election 
um, un in an unlimited manner. So people started creating these, what they call super PACs, political action committees, and they could funnel millions of dollars towards a... Uh, YouTube, I'm going to have to download these. But I like the way he, you know, I like the way he explains stuff. Me too. So it means that now more dark money, money that we don't know where it's coming from, is in our election, and that's very dangerous. Because we know that powerful people have been against the interest of black people for a long time. In addition to that, what are some of the other things they did? They defanged the Voting Rights Act. That's the reason why you see lines in some red states. Many red states have very blue cities, and those blue cities usually are black cities. People stand on line five to nine hours to vote. Why? Because it's called voter suppression. Look at what happened in Texas. In Texas, the governor, um, Greg Abbott, made, put a law forward that said, put a ruling out that said that you could only have one drop-off bo box for votes that you didn't want to stand in line and, and risk being sick with the coronavirus. You could only have one per county. That's fine in the really red counties because there's almost no one there. <laughs> Maybe that's one drop-off box for 1,000 people. But when you look at what he did in the county, the largest county in Texas, only having one drop-off box, that means that more than 5 million people have one drop-off box. That's where the black part of Texas is. This is voter suppression. And the Voting Rights Act would have prevented something like that. But the Supreme Court, which leaned conservative, actually defanged the Voting Rights Act. Why did they? Why was the Voting Rights Act there? Because we saw that white folks wanted to destroy, deplete, and and um, prevent black people from voting. That was what the 1964 Voting Rights Act was. So you have to understand that so many of the things that Donald Trump has done and the Republicans have done, the conservatives have done, are antithetical to black interests. What are some of the other things that he's done? He also destroyed the, the, the housing, the Fair Housing Act, which means that now it's easier to actually discriminate against black folks and where they live. These are things that have happened that most people are unaware of. That most people are unaware of. Sometimes people say to me, has Donald Trump really done bad things? And I ask them a few questions that they have no idea. You know why they have no idea? They're not paying close attention. And if they paid close attention, they would see how damaging, how dangerous this, um, this particular uh, um, administration has been. Okay. Hey, thank you, Sister so just wanted to share, you know, some of that. Um, that was good. Yeah, he, cool. he breaks stuff down. He like, does. You know, so it's so understandable. It's kind of interesting that a guy like him was on Sonetta, but I do like that about Sonetta. He puts he puts different people on there. Sonetta, that's, that's interesting that a guy like that was on there. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? Well, I think now there's another video with Jabari where he breaks down some stuff about Hebrew Israelites. So he's in the culture. Okay. He's very knowledgeable. He's like a scholar, like a hood scholar. Okay, okay, okay. But he's very knowledgeable, and um, I like him a lot. Like I like the way he explains stuff. I think is 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 a good explanation. I'd like to, to see him debate. Like a, uh, it's funny that Young Pharaoh's about to be on Nick Cannon. Oh, he asked him about Young Pharaoh. I want to hear because too. The, and he said he young, don't listen to no Young Pharaoh young, no more. <laughs> young, young Pharaoh has the things that the clips that I saw him talking about the knowledge, the core mm -hmm, knowledge, mm -hmm, of how mm -hmm. he breaks it down. Young yeah, Pharaoh, yeah, yeah. man, amazing. But his politics. 
No, his politics are terrible. Like any the way he that... talked to Farrakhan, like I'm like that's disrespectful. Even if you do have issues with Farrakhan, like he called Farrakhan the B word and all types of stuff like I don't, that. I just he calls uh yeah, but I would just like to see a guy like Farrell is more so like if I I don't believe in this system, but if I were to, I would be that more down so with Trump. And this guy says I would be more so down with you know sounds like more of a a liberal right. Nah, he the Jabari is not either. What I'm that's what uh, I just said. Okay, Pharaoh's not either, but his 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 voice kind of curves towards being down with the conservatives. His voice curves more, being more left. That's just how I look at it. I, I could tell that he's not down with either. But if he were to, if he had to choose, I guarantee you he voted for Biden. That's what I'm saying. Pharaoh, if he voted, I'm guarantee you he would vote for Trump. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but a lot of the a lot of the I hate to say hoteps um, <laughs> voted for uh, or either didn't vote, you know, just abstain from voting. Which, yeah, that's how a lot of stuff is able. I mean, regardless of if we, that's the thing, right? Regardless of if we believe in this system or don't believe in this system, the system is still going to happen. So, like policies still happen right you still have policies around policing policies around housing yeah policies around our food the protection of our food the protection of our environment um and either we're in on the you know creation of the policy or pushing forward certain policies or if we abstain then all these policies get created yeah without us they're still gonna be created though right I think so. With without us, right? Without our voices, without our intervention, without our like he said, paying attention. And that's how a lot of stuff flies because I mean, in actuality, let me see, I'm forty eight, about to be forty nine. I know for sure in um my schooling life, mm-hmm. um, just growing up, like my mom, if you talk to my mom. Um, my mom's a boomer, right? Baby boomer. So she talks about how all through her schooling, like they had a lot of different aspects to their basic education. So by the time they graduated from high school, they had they could choose. They could go to college if they wanted to go to college. They could enter the workforce if they wanted to enter the workforce. They could start a business or they could start a family. Or They had different choices like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they were prepared. They were equipped. I mean, even simple things, right? Like home ec or yeah. being a mechanic, um, you know, just different things like that. They, they, you know, geography, um, j- different things they got, you know, um, civics, uh, civics, right? So they, they had a basic understanding of the system and how it worked. And through the civil rights movement, which was a youth movement, the black power movement, which was a young person's movement, what happened in the 70s was the destruction of most of our systems, but also the destruction of just education in general. And because of, you know, the the way in which the black power struggle was destroyed, that idea of, you know, um, really educating folks like that, that became something that folks had to like have a privilege to have was a basic, you know, education. And so all the things that my mom had in her education, I didn't have any of that in my education. Mm -hmm. 
because what they pushed was go to college. And so if you want to be successful, if you want to have a decent life, then you've got to go to college. Right. So all the people they pushed in my generation, like, okay, you can't just have a high school education if you want to have this decent life. You know, you're going to be nothing if you just go to high school. Now you've got to, you know, get this college degree. So all of us were pushed to that, right? And I think, you know, whereas in my mom's generation, I mean, in addition to, you know, um, all, all the other things that happen in society, but like hearing my mom tell it that, you know, they were all in connection with one another. Now that does go hand in hand with the way society was set up a bit differently, right? This is before what I'm gonna call black flight. And so black people were all around each other. And so you were around, right? Like a preacher, a mechanic, a scientist, a teacher, you know what I'm saying? An attorney, so a doctor, like all of y'all lived together. So you had those examples. So whereas in my generation, um, people had success meant leaving the hood and moving to the suburbs. And so that really drained, right? Like your brain trust from your community. And so now, um, I know definitely in Detroit, I saw this happen, but probably any city USA, the folks who are quote unquote left in the hood are the folks who probably either didn't go to college or maybe they went to a community college or they didn't finish college. And so in addition to, um, you know, there being a lack of what I'm going to say, like a formalized education to like help folks understand some things. There's also the lack of participation at that point. Right. Because if, if you have invested interest like home ownership and all these other things in your community, you know what I'm saying? Then you're going to be more, even if you don't go to school for civic engagement, you're just going to be more civically engaged because you're going to be like, I want to have better schools. I want to have better, you know, conditions where I live. You know what I'm saying? You're just going to be more invested. But as they, in, starting from my generation, they start promoting leave your community, rent a house somewhere. So that's where the disconnect from identifying with community came from. I mean, and there's a lot of other things, but now you come all the way down like to, modern times if you will where you know i had some other clips that i had saved i'll probably play next week from um what is it called the world economic forum where they're talking about in um like 2050 and beyond the societies that they want to create is where like no where you know people don't own no one owns anything mm -hmm. and everyone rents everything and everything's under all of this surveillance and everything, you know, all this kind of, it's like a different world. And when I think about that, somebody's going to be owning something, right? So if, if just because you and I aren't, if they want to push for you and me not to be owners, right? They want to push for you and me not to have our self-determination. Mm -hmm. But believe you me, like the Bilderbergs and all them, they're going to be owning everything. They want to push it so they own everything. And we're renting everything. And then we become, you know... Stuff. workers right. right the rest of our life but these are the types of things they build i'm saying that to say these are the types of things that policies are built around and the more knowledgeable that we are the more we can intervene to say what we do and don't want in our lives Agreed. do we want community-owned solar do we want 
to have ownership over, you know, our land? You know, do we want to pay less taxes? Like for me, one of the biggest things that I think we should be pushing for is our reparations. I think now is the time is ripe. And that's a huge policy that we need to really figure out how we can unify around. That's my personal opinion. Um, but I'm just saying that to say that I, I'm, I'm just saying that to say that I don't quote unquote believe in this system. I believe in self-determination. I think the system is trash. However, I see that the system impacts me, my family, my people I yes. care about. Good point. So that's the reason that I participate in that way. But I, but you see, I still build right, right, stuff. Yeah. Right. That's just me how I operate. No, that's real, Piper. You yeah. know, what I'm that's real. Like I, uh, Deja, I was telling Piper a couple weeks ago. One of the things that put me over the edge was seeing how they're coming after the curriculum and the education system, mm-hmm. and then also corporate curriculums for dealing different workshops they do with diversity, trying to put laws and policies in place where um, you can't talk or mention words like keywords like white supremacy uh what's the what's the another another key one white privilege um you can't rewrite the history beyond christopher columbus ex- uh, uh exploring and conquering the americas they don't want to hear the alternate versions of that right. and like that's one of the things that trump was pushing for and so I just feel like, to Piper's point, it, there are things that you have to actively fight for and inside of the system. And it doesn't mean that you are coon or doesn't mean that you're less pro-black by being able to use strategy and analyze. I agree with that 100%. Um, there was another point that I wanted to make. It'll come back to me. But, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We've been doing a lot of political talking. I don't want to. <laughs> did y'all want to go move to? Uh, you want to? Let's. We could do the tech, tech report. report. Yeah. All right. What's up, Jaira? <laughs> hey. How, how are you guys? We're good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um. So I have two things to talk about. Well, okay. The first one is to talk about what happened on November sixth. It mm-hmm. was a cyber attack. Um. Towards game makers, um, Capcom in particular, because they were recently hacked and all their information was stolen. Who is that? Capcom. Who's that? They're the ones who created Resident Evil, um, Street Fighter, Mega Man. Mm. Wow, um, that was all from the 90s. Yeah, but they still make uh, those games like as in present day now, but mm. just more updated. Do people play them? Yeah, they still a lot of people play them actually. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened was that their information was stolen, um, and they have really no clue as to who did it or. When you say the information was stolen, like what type of information? It was more so files regarding the how, like the coding of the game itself. So, it, to further explain, like their platform. Not necessarily that. It's more so how the game was created. So, uh, the blueprint. Yeah, the blueprint mm-hmm. of it. So somebody can come and recreate another game, mm. and like a bootleg version of it. And that's what a gr- this group of hackers did. They stole Capcom's um, information, like to some of their games. You know anything about the group? No, nobody does. It was just. Um, Do you think it's like, like? 
an eighth grade class, or you think it's like uh, a bit more serious than that? It's probably more serious. I think it's a specific group that is trying to expose the company. Mm, and they expose have, them for what? Just for their information, just to put their games out there so that people can, um, you know, take it and more so like a threat, more so. Not mm. not necessarily a just to have fun. It was I think it's more so of a threat, but they're trying to keep it a secret. They're only who, saying who, who's trying to keep a secret? Capcom. Mm. Because but how'd you how'd you find out about it? Well, it was posted on an article um two days ago. And yeah, they it's it's kinda serious, but the extent of how serious it is is not being told because I don't think they want um, copycats. Mm. So they don't want people to know too much about it so it doesn't keep happening. But it is something that is going around. A lot of game developers are getting hacked nowadays. Crazy. And um, the crazy part about it is that hackers are getting smarter and hiding themselves so you can't track them. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting as a... I hate to use the word balance to surveillance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting that that is like happening in the parallel of the world of like surveillance. Yeah. Alexa. <laughs> it's happening everywhere. Honestly, like a lot of people don't know it, but their information, your information is out on the internet. And, um, all it takes is for someone just to look it up. The right person who is trying to attack you. I believe that. Not even though. Cause, cause I, you know what? My friend is a hacker. Um, showed me this site, and I and I saw everything about myself. And it wasn't yeah. like that hard. It was just go to the site. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Which is easy. That's all it takes. Back in the days, you had to do some maneuvering yeah. to try to find people. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is a site I used to go on. Um, back when I worked at a call center, I don't even remember when that was, but I <laughs> forgot how I came across it and. I just, I think I was trying to figure out, like, I, I think, like, I was getting a lot of spam calls at the time, so mm. I searched the phone On number. your cell phone? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I was, um, I didn't know who this, like, number was that kept calling me, and it always looked like the same number, some random area code. So I looked it up, and it, um, I just Googled it, and I came across this site that let you type in whatever you wanted about someone, mm. and it'll show you like where they've lived, where their addresses yeah. were, everything. I just did my cousin's name just to see if it was really true. Yeah, and everywhere she's ever lived came up. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't know where I lived, but uh, like um, just because I don't register everywhere I moved to, but it knew everything about her and everything oh, yeah. about everyone, and I was just. Like, yeah, I was looking people up. Like I was like, man, if someone got a beef with you, you hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's had why. everything except her social on there. It's crazy that they got your addresses on phone there. number. Phone yeah, name. everything. Somebody hit my friend's car and they hit and ran, Ooh. and then we got the um the plate, mm-hmm. and then like everything came up about that person. Was it the person though yeah. who did it that hit yeah. you? That whose plate <laughs> it was though? We we yeah. think mm. we think. Mm. I can't. We never were like followed up. Like we were mm-hmm. thinking about going to the person's house, and then it was. I like, know y'all could have been in deep trouble. Yeah, we were it's like, you too know easy to get caught up, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, nowadays, uh, I don't know if many people know about this, but a VPN, yeah, is mm-hmm. a really good thing to have nowadays because mm-hmm. it hides you. Most corporations have their, you know, their stuff set up on a VPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I but feel now like I've seen people are hacking the VPNs. I believe that yeah, too. Yeah, it's possible. 
Yeah. But it just yeah. depends. You got to pay more to be more secure. Mm. I got you. So. That's good, Jaira. That was really good. Well, actually, I actually have one more thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I know this is for, like, everyone who's into, like, video games and things like that, since we're already on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, the new PS5 and e- Xbox X I saw the Series commercial. X. Not commercial, but I saw the, like, YouTube yeah. promo for it. Yeah, it's nice. I don't, I don't play games, but... <laughs> I like the PS5. I haven't really looked at the Xbox, though. Did Jared. you see the promo for the PS5? I have not seen necessarily it, the promo for it's it. It's on YouTube. Like, I, I go to a lot of tech stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a lot of tech things, they'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. But, like, just, I don't know how to find Super it. Sleep. Maybe just go on their website. It may be yeah. there. I don't know. It's I like look. a little little promo, but okay. it's pretty cool. You'll like it. Okay. But, no, I just want to talk about, uh, oh, speaking of that, it comes out, the PS5 comes out November 12th. And the X series, the Series X, sorry, come out November 10th. How much are they? So the PS5 is going to go for 500 for the regular version, and the digital edition is 400. So wait, let me understand what you're saying. Yeah. What is because all this stuff is digital to me. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a regular version and a digital version? So the regular version, you'll be able to put a disc in. It'll still have like oh, the disc slot. Okay. okay. And that's the, for Grandpa. so grandpa could play his yeah his games on a ps5 i got you i got you and then the one that's lower at 400 is the one without it so you that's the digital one yeah so you just get everything um downloaded you know via the marketplace on the cloud yeah yeah and um the series x is going for 500 they have a digital and non-digital version but i'm seeing only one price so i'm guessing they're both the same regardless. So the difference now would be, or maybe it's always been, it's just the games then. Because before it was like the console, these games only go for this console. And then you would have games that could cross over to the other console. But now in this world where everything's in the cloud, like, is it just that the maker is just making the games now? Is that the only difference? Um, That's a good question. Kind of in a way. They have, like, exclusives for, you know, the specific console. So, you know, Xbox has their exclusives, and then PS5 has theirs. But um, when it comes to down to it, honestly, they are, they can do cross-play now. So, like, a, if you're on a Nintendo Switch or if you're on a PC, you can play with someone on Xbox or you can mm. play someone on a PS5. So it's That's all, dope. like, combined. Pretty soon it's going to be to where... Everything is just the same. Like everyone can play it together, regardless if you're on a different console or not. That's mm-hmm. what I'm ready for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially for 2K. So wait, it seemed like a lot of people were into the PS4. Yes, they more are. More so than to the Xbox, and we just got one off marketplace just for 2K reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'll say I like. I was always like growing up. I really was into Dreamcast because the graphics. Uh, got a PS. I had a PS3, and then I also had an Xbox 360 Elite. Mm-hmm. I like the Xbox Elite, but it seems like a lot of people... Is it true people got away from doing Xbox because you had to, like, get their network and, like, buy their network versus PS4s or something like that? Yeah, that's that's where it started. Like, before, I think PS3, it was, like, free to play online, and Xbox, you still had to pay online. But now, PS5 and... Since the PS4, you have to pay now to get online. So oh, so along with the PS5, you have to pay to get online. Yeah, and they did that with the PS4 as well. I didn't but know that. yeah, it's kind of now it's like it really just a matter of what games you want to play or 
who you want to play with, like whoever is on the same console as you. Yeah, yeah. Because nowadays it really doesn't even matter. Because I was going yeah. to ask you which one do you would you purchase? Uh, yeah, five hundred bucks. Honestly, I would rather just go build myself a PC because PC nowadays have more games than both and, of them combined. And the graphics are slick and it's better. Yeah, on the PC, it is. It's a lot. It's a lot more versatile because uh, with a PC you can play both games regardless if you're on Xbox or you know PS4. You can still get on online like for 2K. I can still like hoop online. Yeah, on um, if you get on PC, yeah, you can still play online. Okay, yep. nice. Hmm, that's a good point, Jared. Yep. Wow. So they're just in time to get your kids for Christmas. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just right in on time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Great timing. I know. Well, that's where the stimulus check gonna go. They like we want us some stimulus checks. Yeah, that's gonna go Speaking right to that, it. Uh, what was his name? What's his name? Mitch McConnell talking about some. They don't need to really look at the stimulus anymore, but since the 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 uh, unemployment rate is going back down, I'm like, here we go. Listen, <laughs> remember what we said. I'm gonna bring in some clips, but remember what we said. The people who were. Uh, working these jobs right Mm -hmm. which is a lot of i'm gonna say us we're like i got my check forget that job oh yeah a lot of people a lot of people was like i'm not going back to that job i don't need that job i don't want that job and the market was like all these employers were like i can't get anybody to work yeah no one's coming to work Mm -hmm. and in the time of Corona, all these people were like, I'm going to get into me. I'm going to do some yoga. <laughs> I'm going to do some meditation. I'm going to find out my them. goals. I'm going to do me some vision boarding. Mm-hmm. I'm going to relax. I'm going to go to the park. Yeah. I'm going to wear my hair natural. I don't got to press my hair or whatever, perm my hair to go to this job. I'll wear my hair natural. I'm going to do me. I'm going to start me a business. How about I'm going to do nothing? I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to learn this technology. And the market is flipping out because people, like, look how woke everyone was. Everyone was in the streets protesting for, like, nine months. (laughs) 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 Right? Right. Yeah. And people was like, I'm not going back to that job. That's how I feel. What was that movie? Oh, y'all are young, but I wanted to, did y'all see that movie? When, um, what movie was that? Man, when he was like, I ain't coming home. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. <laughs> you know, one of those, uh, one of those historic, like, black movies from okay. the 90s. But, um, it was the, the, the brother had, um, I think it was Harlem Nights. <laughs> Did y'all see Harlem Nights? Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, like, Eddie Murphy. When he got beat up. And, um, they were supposed to be the gangsters from the 30s or whatever in Harlem. It's a cool movie, Della oh, Reese, classic. Rest in Peace. Classic movie, one of the classic movies. And there was a woman who, there was this the, the, the man, oh my God, I can't remember his name. I see his face, and he did the movie that was on the roof with the pigeons, with the RZA. What's the name of that movie? Black Samurai or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hood Samurai. What was the name of that movie? Something. I think it was Black Samurai, wasn't it? Something like that. Anyway, him, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, okay, yeah. Was yeah. it? No, no, maybe it wasn't Forrest Whitaker. I can't remember. I think he was in Harlow Night. But I, I can't it was it was one of them. I it, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I can't remember. It, I think it may, may have been the other brother, but I can't remember. But it okay. was um and I forgot her name, but she played this woman named Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And her name was Sunshine. She slept with everyone and her kitty cat was Sunshine. Oh yeah. <laughs> you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. 
And then the brother was married. Harlem Nights. And then he went to call home, right? Because he, because <laughs> she, she, he cheated on his wife with Sunshine. Mm-hmm. So then after that, he was in the bedroom. He called his wife. He was, she was like, "Hello." He was like, "Mavis, I ain't never." Come home. Never, 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 never. never, never. I was like, man. Okay, anyway, that was terrible. <laughs> but uh, I think that's how people were with them jobs. Yeah. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, never. Not, never. You, that, that money was unreal. <laughs> but we're not going to get on that. That's a whole nother podcast, too. Well, when you say unreal, you mean like because people got cashed out pretty decently, right? Yes. Listen, I've been on, listen, I've been on these different Zooms, right? With lefties. And I'm a lefty, but, you know. I'm like a hood lefty, but you know, I've been on the, on the zooms, you know, with my international folks and all my, you know, folks, you know, where we do, you know, mm-hmm. environmental justice and, you know, all the justices, all the, you know, black liberation, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's on there. And what's interesting to me is when, do y'all be doing zooms? No. No. So, okay. There's like a zoom culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. So long story short, when you do all these zooms, like the first thing people do, it depends what type of culture you're in. Because if you're in the corporate culture, everyone, you know, um, they do them where like no one talks, only the people, only the presenters talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll just do like a greeting, you know. But if you go into like these social justice Zooms, there's a culture where like everyone gets a chance to like introduce themselves. So you have to say your name, your gender pronoun, what city you're from what organization you're with or if you're with any alliances or affiliations so that everybody announces themselves um, in the room. And then with that, you'll probably have some sort of grounding. And the groundings are usually, you know, where people do some, like, somatic stuff. You know what I mean? Um, you all know about somatics? Where it's, like, body movement and everything to, like, to, to d- dig into your uh, – healing because you hold lots of um trauma in your body so it's like movement to like release trauma right so um so they might do a somatic grounding where they're like breathe deep and take in six counts and hold and release and we're gonna release all the uh you know all, all the and all the negative energy we're gonna release you know so anyway there's a whole thing and then you know where people kind of talk about like you know they uh, they do something called the check-in and the check-in is usually like how are you doing like what's going on in your life like what's new and you usually say something some people might say some things like you know I've been really um you know, getting into my, like me, I, you know, I, I've been getting to my gardening. I've been in my yard. It's been really healing to put my hands in the dirt and rejuvenate myself. Mm-hmm. So then some people, like a lot of people have been sharing how stressed they are. So it's like they come on and say, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I'm so panicked. I'm just this. I'm so that. I'm tight. I'm, you know, the the. And it's just really interesting that on a lot of these Zooms when people will check in or even talk, they talk about how little the stimulus check was. Or even when they present to us, they talk about how little the stimulus check was and how people didn't really get anything off of the you know unemployment money and how um, terrible it, it was. But like you say, I'm always the one on the phone and I was always sounding the alarm like, hey, y'all are in this kind of bubble with act, like the activist world or the, you know, where the leftist world, where everybody's in that little bubble. 
and y'all are talking about this little bit of money that don't mean nothing because y'all have jobs that pay y'all $80,000 a year. Exactly. $70,000 a year. So y'all talking about that money ain't no money. I'm like, I'm in the hood. And people love Donald Trump. Yes. Because they are like, he got me paid. And people got $10,000, $20,000, more money in one time legally. Than ever gotten, ever. Legally. Yeah. Legally, right, right. You know, in a lump. And people were able to get mm-hmm. some load off of them, yep. some financial load off of them. And I have been sounding this alarm for like <laughs> almost a year. We're almost a year in, right, almost? Mm-hmm. I've been sounding this alarm like nine months telling people like, yo, that whole thing, what we talking about, like get rid of Trump, that don't resonate in the hood. Regardless of we saw the parties and stuff yesterday, people was there for a party. Because we need we love the party and we're gonna show up to the party no matter what. It's right? 70 degree weather, you better. It's 70 it. degree weather. Like we go and it was you know, it's fun. It's fun to be like screw Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. We hey. don't care about either yeah. party. <laughs> we don't care about either party. Fact. People would have been in the street celebrating trump i'm sorry <laughs> i'm gonna just keep it above them same people would have been out there dancing for trump that's funny no nah, but no nah, no nah. i'm gonna take that back but, but I'm we just, get the just those saying. <laughs> yeah that's i'm just funny. saying yeah. that though but we, but but for real though we don't really care that's why people don't vote because mm-hmm. they don't really care Mm-mm. right and so that whole thing about when people are talking about oh that wasn't no money they got done da, da, da. i'm like the whole hood been buying cars all summer. What bikes, else? All bikes. Everything. Oh, oh, them, them. Uh, what are the what are them things called? Them three wheel things. Mm-hmm. Says room, room, Spiders. Yeah. You know, people been going on vacations. I've been Girl, seeing the whole hood. Turks and Caicos. They've been going to Miami. I've seen it all. They've been going to uh, uh, Colombia. New bodies. <laughs> New bodies. <laughs> They but I've been seeing people going on these flights in the LA like and they they do these meetups you know at mm-hmm. these hotels and they've been in these I've been seeing the flyest Airbnbs ever the Airbnbs yeah, lavish that's, one. that's another one yeah the whole hood has been traveling like all like about I love it well everyone has been in quarantine the hood been in the in the airplane streets mm-hmm. <laughs> getting all these deals going to LA for fifty dollars round trip. Like, just, like, traveling first class, like, you know, doing shrimping susus, lobster doing, every day. I done seen people doing susus, pay it's $100, so many susus. get 800 back. I done seen. It's so many susus. Yeah, everybody calling me, you want to join my susu? Like, <laughs> nah, nah. But I'm just saying, like, it's just interesting, that comparison, you know, when I talk to these professional activists, I'm like, y'all are talking as if the hood is struggling right now. And it, I mean, I'm glad that Biden won, right? I'm glad that the parties and stuff, it is a different energy, but let's keep it a a million, which is to your point, Brittany, this is the same system. Nothing actually has changed. And if we listen to the rhetoric, Biden and Kamala Harris, like actually still represent the status quo still represent the system still represent you know what i'm saying what we're fighting what we're fighting they still represent that so when people talk about like you know uh how to reach people and things like that like donald trump pushed 
pumped money, let's just keep it a buck, into the hood in in a way, right? Through being pushed. He was pushed to do it. But people in the hood see it like they like Donald Trump hooked them up. Did with that check with his name signed on it. Speaking of that, is it true Kwame got out? He he pardoned Kwame. Now he did you know he did that. That was a plea. The platinum plan, pardoning Kwame, all of that. He was paying, little posing with Lil Wayne. Speaking of, can we just talk about that for just like three Girl, minutes? So we didn't talk about Lil Wayne. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to hear what Brittany y'all think sick about right it. Now. I want to hear what y'all think. Because isn't Wayne one of your heroes, Brittany? Keep Not, it a buck. I ain't going to lie. Wayne is a great spitter. Classic. Top. Top 50. Um... He just is just not politically educated. Wayne got into very adult things at the age of like 11. Mm. So sometimes people who grow up fast mm-hmm. don't catch all the social lessons that everybody else does. Mm. And when you live the life, basically Wayne's rhetoric is, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Yeah. Right? Like we saw how black OJ realized he was. So, right. So Wayne's experiences of like in the pros of celebrityism where you skip certain steps of things, mm-hmm. right? Where you still experience the hood to like extreme levels, but because you have a talent, you skip social issues that people who are like you have to face. So you I have never experienced racism cuz tons of millions of white people buy my records. You know, like I've never experienced racism because when I walk in a room, I'm, you know, recognized. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So his opinion doesn't mean it's like a lump of shit to me. Like it makes me cringe. Don't get me wrong, because he's he's so smart. Like he's a, just a naturally a smart guy. But again, his experiences have him very misled and miseducated about some things. But other than that, I could, because I know his background, I don't care about anything he has to say that has any substance regarding my people. So the, the picture didn't inspire you. It cringed. <laughs> it was cringy. What did you think, Deja, about the Lil Wayne Trump picture? I wasn't surprised because I already knew what his sentiment was, mm. but it just felt like another, like, a necessary slap in the face. Like, you know that <laughs> friend that just keeps hitting you and touching you for no reason when Man. you tell him to stop? That's what that felt like. Mm. Like, every time these rappers do some dumb shit, that's what it feels like. Like, would you just stop? Mm. Stop touching me. Leave me alone. Right. Stop the bullshit. Mm. Like, that's how I felt. It just felt like another poke for no reason. Like, nigga. Man, he just, he said some of the most dumb shit. Mm-hmm. He, he, now he's, moved up over Floyd. Floyd said a good point on the Fat Joe podcast. He said, everybody should own a piece of this land. And if you ain't thinking of it like that, you're thinking wrong. And That's one of the the, the to-date smartest thing I've ever heard Floyd say. It's true. That everyone should have a piece, a portion of this land. That's the goal. Mm. Planting seeds and having a portion of the land. Oh, speaking of which, I don't even know if I shared this on the air yet. But the... uh, Detroit has something called a Black Farmer Land Fund. Mm. And I applied and I won or what? was awarded. Yeah. So Woo-hoo. I'm getting a couple of G's yeah. to buy some land. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So You're I'm going to buy some. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to buy it by, by where I live and I'm going to invest in um, a lot, a vacant okay. lot. 
I'm gonna put a community garden and a farmer's market. So oh, yeah. Hell I'm yeah. gonna bring y'all into that. Yeah, we could build that up as a healing space. Yes, healing space in the hood. So love it. I'm excited about that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm all oh, yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know what? The land in Detroit, like these lots, I've been looking them up. Mm-hmm. They're going for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. Shout out to Creative Mind. She just. Put her lot. I don't know if you've been by the sea yet. Put her. I lot gotta in, go see in Highland Park with her tiny house. Man, it's wavy. You know, I always tell you that's my first babies. mentee. <laughs> that's my first mentee in Detroit. Yeah, she she doing babies. her thing right now. Yes, it's so powerful. On yes, the inside. like wow. Yes. Like so, yeah. The lot, like the lots are rare set. Yeah, sure. the lots are like. I mean, but the houses too. And but houses keep, are going. Keep y'all paperwork. Well. Like a lot of y'all are doing some amazing things with purchasing it. Like the city, the one thing that we have to push for when we talk about policies, and I think next year is about to be a huge election for Detroit. Mm-hmm. We have to. I looked at the budget, the city of Detroit's budget, when I was looking into that proposal in, mm-hmm. and the amount of money that they're putting into their systems and technologies and the amount of money that they're saying that they're investing does not show 36 district court. You get a ticket. It takes three, four, almost a month before you, you, you can, you can do anything with it because they haven't entered it into their system. Mm-mm. All kinds of stuff. So we have to really push for making sure that the infrastructure and the technology that's going towards the, the, the city uh, programs are really truly happening. Because as more of us are buying land, it's going to be crucial depending on what's going to happen with the Detroit election and the direction that the city of Detroit wants to go into mm-hmm. that we have our paperwork together is when you buying land. Because I know a few people that have run into some situations. So please, what what are the situations they ran into? That the city they that the city is hasn't yet finished processing their paperwork that shows them as the owner. So coming at by there, giving them tickets, messing with them, telling them that this uh, is not their land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When they got the paperwork that's showing that it is their land, mm-hmm. but the city still hasn't caught up with the paperwork, stuff like that. Yeah. So and then yeah. So then you keep all of that, and then you take the city to court. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think also too just. Whatever city you live in, try to join your city's Zooms. Um, I've been all I've been, through I mean, I got to catch one. Yeah, I've been doing the police commissioner meetings, city council meetings, department of neighborhood meetings with the district managers. Um, Very bo- crucial. Water board commission meetings, like all these different meetings. And they are boring. Mm-hmm. Very boring. They're That's very difficult to passed. listen to. But that's where everything is passed all the discussions happen all the decisions that are made and like majority of us are not there and a lot of the you quote might get unquote, miss sybil right you might get miss Sybil. well a, a lot cute. of the the, mm-hmm. the 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 quote-unquote citizens that do show up they're with the shits the older people right the they're older with the people shits that have been i mean let's city. not let's not discriminate but i'm just saying yes many of them are older but that's but a good some thing. of them it, are not some of them are, are are younger okay but they are with the shits i love it because they are they benefit from the system and so they're gonna go they're gonna go along to get along because they're getting contracts because they're there to get their contracts and do their business so those of us that live in the city, we need to be on all those Zooms. Yeah. We need to be organizing ourselves to show up in public comment 
And because what they expect in public comment is they expect that people are going to like not know the issue and not be able to speak to the issue. And what I've been practicing all summer is showing up on the public comment, getting nice. on record. Nice. Because that's what we have to do is get on record. And more of us need to get on the record because they have, trust me, all that proposal and activism that we did, I was on a Department of Neighborhoods Zoom where they were doing like outreach mm -hmm. to a community and um, trying to do these te teachings about what it was. Obviously, it's pretty much a campaign to or push it. it. Okay. Right. But on the Zooms, there were some people who would identify as, they would call themselves activists, mm -hmm. but they was all with it, okay? So they were like, oh, you know, these activists are in the street. You know, somebody came to my door the other day with, you know, some stuff with some kids telling us did not do proposal in. And I was thinking in my mind, that was us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was us in the street. So the thing is that we got to have an inside outside game. Yeah. hundred percent. We got to be in the street with the flyers. Right. Because a lot of our people are not on the internet. Wake we up. also got to be on the, <laughs> on the, on the phones in those meetings, letting people know, letting these people know, this is called holding them accountable. Yep. Mm -hmm. So now that all these people got elected, we got to hold them all accountable. Facts. We got city council race next year. We're going to be looking for city council people. So all them seats are up. We got student. The uh, What is it? The school board too, right? No, the school board just, this was just decided. School board just got decided. Yeah. School so, board just got decided. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was on this ballot, the school board. And next year also is, um, what is it? It's the mayor, mayoral race. So next year is going to be a, a mayor. Somebody's going to be running for mayor and city council. So okay. these are seats we need to look at. But anyway, we've been talking about politics like this whole time. We're going to continue. I wanted to move it over to um, Deja, bring us into some arts and culture. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to highlight this guy named Dreamcast Mo. He's going to be my artist of the week. He just dropped this song with this guy named Shungu. Um, nice name. Yeah, Shungu is from, I don't remember where he's from, somewhere in the UK or Europe, I believe. Um, my cousin used to listen to his beats with me like all the time. She put me on to him and then... Mm. Um, I think I heard of Dreamcast Mo through like some some related song I was listening to one day and he's pretty cool. I like his music, but they made this song together called Replaceable and I'm just gonna dedicate that to Trump this week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so wait, so how do you is is it spelled all properly? And is it like how does it is it split up? Like how do people spell it? Yes, yeah, one word. Um Dreamcast Mo is one word, M O E at the end, and Shungu is S H U N G U. We should check his beats nice. out on YouTube. Mm. He's pretty Definitely cool. Will. I like that name Shungu. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to listen. It, right? it sounds like, like he makes good music. Like just the name. I like his beats. He's he's sweet. I'm so grateful to my cousin for always tipping me to like the nice. cool beat makers of the culture because I wouldn't know these people. They don't get the recognition they deserve. Mm. Where where did you think your cousin finds them? There's this YouTube channel called God's Connect. Mm. Nice. Um, and like a lot of like 
underground beat heads will follow that channel and he will take songs nice. from artists that um have like soundcloud profiles mm-hmm. and say like there's there's this one remix um i played it for britney one time it was the window Biggie. shopper oh yeah i love that yeah so he took 50 cents this one producer good. took um 50 cents window shopper acapella and put it on a song and then um <laughs> <laughs> and god's connect took the music video from window shopper and put it to that remix mm. so he just does that and makes other visuals for cool beats and so stuff fresh. like that yeah mm. he's dope. so like just Culture. reintroduce so so introduce new music but like reintroduce artists and things like that yeah with different visuals and sometimes he'll put random visuals to stuff there's this artist named Kiefer, um who's a pianist and he's a producer and um god's connect put this this visual this, this real uh, it was like really melancholy and it felt it it changed the way Emo. I felt it. Yeah, it felt mm. the way, it changed the way that I felt about the song because I thought that the song was like kind of <laughs> happy and chill, but then you put this melancholy visual to it, and I'm like, dang, that, now the beat sounds sad. Right. Like mm. that's so funny. Yeah, so, how the two meet, you know? Yeah, that's why I don't like. To, it's like when a book becomes a movie and it just changes your perception. Mm. Actors don't look yeah. like what you mm-hmm. look or look, look like what you thought and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, God's Connect is pretty cool on YouTube. You should go find him. And you just bless the podcast. I know, yeah. right? Well, okay. When are we gonna get Deja's beats? Uh, it's funny, Deja. I, I was this. thinking, like, when you get when you get where you want, like, I want to request a beat. Like, I want a '90s loop, like a like a oh, very specific <laughs> like R and B '90s loop. Like, I got you, bro. And then, yeah, Wait, yeah. I'm gonna need that. But Deja, when are we getting this music? Um, as soon as I'm able to create something, I have to move when, like, I'm moved. I can't move it on my own. And I learned that because, like, last week, I think I tried to make something and I've been avoiding, like, creation for a long time just because I'm like, I don't want to create something mediocre. I know I'm not ready to really make a beat yet. But it has to be similar to, like, like, when you just said that, like, I remember, like, looking back at my first pizzas, like, all the way from when I wasn't even making my own dough. Like, I was, like, going <laughs> to Trader Joe's and, like, mm. every Sunday, like, trying to, like, create just to do it. Yeah. And, like, how my first time, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I fucking suck. <laughs> and then being like, okay, like, if I just keep doing this, wonder what will happen. And then I remember the first pizza where I was like, wow, that is actually visible, like, not hard to look at it's not mm-hmm. that bad like so i feel like i don't know i know music is different like i've heard andre 3000 i've heard rick rubin i've heard kanye i've heard dilla say like it, it's a it's you have it it, it matters timing matters it, it does so it does. i can imagine that it's not pizza dough right but yeah. but even with that you, you have to be inspired because you might not be in the mood to whip the sauce you know True. okay what inspires you visuals um, a lot of times I am inspired by things that I look at versus beats that I hear. Do you have a space that like you go to and it makes music sound just better? Like, <laughs> is it like a like a vibe? Like, do you have a center point somewhere? A backwood? <laughs> I don't know. But where? Like, I don't um, know. I just could see. I just visualize you like 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 Erica Badu like. 
like I mean, crystals not... and stuff everywhere and just on your vibe. But I think that's what Piper is getting at too. Oh like, no, because I don't even have a space where I make beats. Honestly, some of the beats, some of my favorite beats I've made in my car. I love it. <laughs> like I don't really have a location, but that's a space. Yeah, it's 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 mine. That's what I can claim. I love so. it. Until I get a bigger space, I'm that's random where my best just comes like that. Out. Like I have spaces like that. Like mm-hmm. my car is a haven. Yes, like, it is. <laughs> I have come up with some of the most unique things in my car. Like mm-hmm. with the wood. Like, yeah, all so, I need. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited too, but I also understand where you're coming from. Like I said, I understand the artist side, but like I already know. Like I think we all know. Like once you are like, I'm here. Here's my stuff. Like here's my package. Like it's going to be fire like i have to wait until god calls me i'm to, with like, it make something and I'm that's when it. i'm like okay okay and so we have to at that point is she's when basically telling god she's basically and ask god she's no, like we, I, no, no no she's telling us we have I to contact god i wish i could I and wish ask I, god i wish god would like tap in more often and be like hey go make this beat okay so we'll we'll we're gonna contact god <laughs> More often this week, you going I'm to my at the altar. point. I'm at the point. I'm so thirsty. I I want a Theo Huxtable shirt. Oh my goodness! I'm for real. Do you even know what I'm talking? Piper, the goodbye. Which no, which Gordon which uh, Gartrell. When uh Denise had Denise. to make that oh yeah, remember shirt. that? He, she Brittany won the Gordon Gartrell. Yeah, hilarious. Me, me too. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. No, but listen, this is the thing. <laughs> we we want to do this mixtape again. Mm-hmm. I really want it to be women producers. How phenomenal will it be if you're one of those producers? What are you aiming for? <laughs> okay, we, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna work February? on this. We gonna we yeah. That's that's Black that's, History Month. That's amazing. That's, that's a great time. Month. That's usually when you play. yeah yeah. So February is perfect. Is it that when the the thing is? Anyway, February March Women in Hip Hop March March is Women in Hip Hop yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for Women's but yeah. February Month. you usually do a like a to push it you mm-hmm. usually don't put like put a mixtape out like in February towards yeah. the end mm-hmm. and then boom you had a, a yeah February would be great so but like, what if we could just put out Deja's stuff so okay by when is Jay Dilla's because we could do we could do oh Deja you could do like 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 an EP so you could do like a five you could do like five beats on the EP. Yeah, that's that what would be. Thinking. I'll give you guys. Man, five I hope this Roman dies down. February seventh. His birthday is at the beginning of February. Yeah, February the seventh. Little jam thing, little jam so, session. That would be so cold, Asia. Wouldn't that be great? A jam session. If we put on a mixtape, we could we but we what we gonna we could put it on everything. Y'all gotta what? ask God yeah. to give me some more money so I have time to do this stuff too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. So that's what we definitely sending you is some money to do this. Right. Yes. Okay. That's what we we pulling this out from the universe. You look like the uh, the meme vacation. of the girl off Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> Why did she contact me? <laughs> Piper. What's her name? Piper something. The girl that wrote it. Oh, really? That's yeah. So she funny. followed me like yesterday because I posted so some stuff about Detroit and the parties and all that, and then she was she well on Twitter. So you know how That's Twitter so is. In, so Piper. she 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 hit me up, and then she was tap, like, tap, tap, tap. she was talking to me, and I was thinking like, this is really weird. That's cool. <laughs> you, go, you look girl. like the character though. Have you ever seen a white girl? Who yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. That was about her life. That's a wild. That life. happened to her. That was a was great a show year? for two seasons. I can't remember. It was was it a year she was in there or something <laughs> like that? It was right. 
I mean, it, it, it was so different, right? Yeah, yeah. Did she put a lot of girls that went to like Juilliard on, like mm-hmm. all those beautiful black women that yeah, like yeah, played yeah. those that really dug in. They were like amazing professional actresses, yeah, and singers, which yeah. I thought was amazing. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. She did that. I was like, wow. Well, I guess next week we can get into the entertainment stuff. We we're at yeah. a buck thirty-eight. I think this is good. It's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. So, do y'all have any? Thanks for the artist, Deja. Yeah, that was Absolutely. dope. Yeah, so you got to give that to Jaira. You're going to put put this music on here, right? Oh, I sent it before the episode yeah, started. Yeah, okay. It's awesome. <laughs> so this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, so it's a new president, new vice president. F. Donald Trump. We got a uh, whole new energy going on. Did y'all see that, that, that uh, can you feel a brand new day? I'm going to show it to y'all because... It won't translate very well on the podcast. You'd have to see it. But it's a video, and it's like a dance video, and all the people were wearing yellow. And then it, they played it yesterday. Okay. And then, like, they went from scene to scene mm-hmm. where they were doing all this different choreography, and it was, like, celebrating, like, you know, from the Wiz. Y'all didn't see that? No. Oh, it was I, amazing. You should use that as the butcher closet. Yeah, I'm going to use it as a, as the picture because, like I said, it doesn't it won't translate so well. Um, like you know what I'm saying. You have to like see it because other than that, it's the uh, it's the whiz. But anyway, who any hootie rooty tootie? Uh, so do y'all have last words no, I'm for good. folks or? Oh, if you guys can, sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. You go ahead. No, please. No, I'm just gonna say make sure you all be safe and protect yourself on the internet because VPN. Get yeah, that VPN. V- not just a VPN. Just make sure you don't. Um. Post your social life so much to where people can just track you and social engineer you. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's how a lot of people get killed or get stalked. Oh, wow. Okay. That was real deep, Jaira. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Social engineer. Mm-hmm. I was just going to mention come and grab a pizza next week from the Mama Akua house. Right, yeah, Vegan Tuesday. Yeah, What's gonna, the date on that? It's uh, it's actually going to be on a Friday. It's November 13th. 13th. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Wow, it's wow. Oh, I'm no, excited. so it's not Vegan Tuesday. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that that, the, is that a pop-up, like, one thing? Or is that you? Is that ongoing? Or what's that? We'll see. This will be the second second one. Okay, so. Shout out Piper Carter. No, well, Tuesday was Vegan Tuesday. Yeah, it was the one you did. Tuesday. This one is your own day. No, this is they're gonna start a, a whole new thing called Fat Fridays, where mm. it's basically re up fresh and this tasty. is like the dopest thing ever. Like shouts out to Piper again and her group community movement builders, but it's dope because like the city of Detroit has an amazing food scene, and it, the underground food scene is even better. I'm talking about like people who are in between um, community kitchens people who are like almost there who have a brand and just don't have a spot yet and like i'm talking about shout out to black cocoa bake shout out to uh actually shout out to um q's kitchen who actually was a recipient of a of of a nice grant she's on woodward and her restaurant is beautiful um shout out to of course shout out to more herb shout out to d-town farm shout out to they're so the detroit is yeah. yes right and then there's mm-hmm. a vegan gumball king there's like a i mean there's bianca so, mama yes, bianca uh uh what is the uh, uh mama neza mama neza uh there's so many great black chefs in the city it's yeah unreal. but part of the reason let's just keep it a book talk about policy 
part of the reason that all these black chefs got to be underground like this is because Detroit does not have, or they actually fight against people in the city being able to get licenses yep. it's to do food. It's so tough. To do restaurants and to do street food. It's tough. If you're white, you can get all types of tax abatements. You can get all types of funding. You can get all types of support. You're going to get you a free building. You're going to get you, you're going to not have to pay taxes for like three years. You're going to get all these programs. They're going to show you all these different grants. They're going to help you out. They're going to have all this stuff for you. But if you are black and you are from Detroit, you get Nathan's. That's what we used to say in the nineties. You get Nathan's nothing there. But I will say that and the licensing, yeah, the licensing is is huge. They 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 push against you getting any type of license. They make you jump through all these hoops, pay all this money, and even still, I know people who were doing food trucks and stuff where they was getting these temporary licenses and doing all this stuff, and then they then they would get harassed by the cops. The cops will come over there, and let's say you have your license for this corner, they will come over to the corner, and then they'll tell them you can't park here. You got parked across the street. They'll be like, well, I got my license for here. Blase, please. They make them go across the street and then ticket them for being outside the license. It's true. They was targeting people. You know, they would, people would have to go through all these hoops to get, um, you know, do their food in the commercial kitchen. You know. It's a whole nother conversation. You know, um, go through all these different steps, right? And then when, and then even, even the, the licenses are very expensive to get those vending licenses, very expensive. And even when people go through the process to get the vending licenses, you know, they still get constant harassment by the cops. It's true. And so that's why the Detroit, I'm going to say the black food scene, especially the vegan scene, the black vegan scene. Yeah, it's huge. It's underground. It's underground and it's huge. It's huge. Mungish. Uh, what yeah. is this? Trap trap vegan kitchen? Yeah. That guy's up at uh the water station every week doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, this stuff, it could be a whole it's a whole, whole community here. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. And everyone's food is different and it's fun. Different. It's so different. Incredible. And right? it's some healthy, great plant-based Healthy, ba- great plant-based, plant-based dishes. Food. Yeah. Amazing. But anyway, you're so, going to be at Mama Kua House I'm with so Community excited. Movement Builders. I, gotta, I can't take credit for that. I have to say, shouts out to Yusuf Shakur. Shouts out to G-Mac. Mm. You know, um, this is their brainchild with, you know, Community Movement Builders is the org that I'm now newly a part of and the mama cool house is a project that Yusuf. we got to get yusuf on the show yeah it's a project that he's been you know working on for years he bought a property in his community he is formerly incarcerated i learned that we're supposed to say formerly incarcerated not a returning citizen okay they don't like returning citizens so he's formerly incarcerated he's from zone eight and if you all know anything about Detroit, Zone 8 is one of the, you know, uh, infamous <laughs> uh, community organizations <laughs> that we could call a gang. But um, he, you know, served his time. That he, he, he met his father in prison. Wow. But that's a whole incredible story. He became an author. And then he got out. He um, sold. He started. He sold his book. It did really well. Then he started writing more books, and he became an author and, and doing that. Then he started traveling, 
Then he started being, you know, flown in different places to He's speak. He's so humble. That's crazy. He started meeting, like, all these incredible activists from all over. He started really learning. Now he has got his finishes. I think um, he got his GED. Okay. Then he went and got his college degree. Then, uh, like, a year or so ago, something like that, he got his master's. And now he's entering his Ph.D. program. He's amazing. He's amazing. And he bought this house. He's been working on the house slowly but he surely. He has doors on the ceiling. It's an incredible house, you know, and an incredible point of history. And uh, it's right behind the Motown Museum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's that, mm-hmm. um, right behind Hitsville. So it's that area, historic area. And... Um, he just started reinvesting. He he talks about how he realized, you know, that he was a part of the destruction of his neighborhood. And to just see the neighborhood the way it was and the way it is now. And he just talks about how he um, wanted to be a part of rebuilding the neighborhood. And he's been he had been doing this thing called um, bring the neighbor back into the hood with, um, you know, an annual event, giving away you know, the backpacks Backs, and things yeah, to use and building up the neighborhood and everything. And he's been doing that for a long time, m- maybe a decade or so. This is a, yes, it's, I think. So it's now a, the house is incredible, right? It's, it's amazing. That's a new, it's a community space. Um, The kitchen is amazing. Are he's you got a, me? The kitchen there is incredible. It's a, it's a, it is a beautiful community kitchen, commercial kitchen. Yeah. Like he has ventilation. Yeah. He has the right He did it right. He did it right. It's amazing. He did it. He did it for the community. There's a line. To have a community kitchen. It's dope. Because just like you said, with the Easter market. They cost, they, if you, uh, um, shout out to Easter Market. First of all, I love Easter Market. It's very still, it, it's kept the vibe of Detroit. And it, it's so easy for the vibe of Detroit to leave when certain things, certain people come. But it's, it's a beautiful, I love Easter Market. However, they're, the way that they're running their community kitchen, I have lots of issues with. If you are thinking about joining their community kitchen, you have to be a part of a meeting that costs $12. Why am I paying $12 to go to, to learn more about to being consider. part of your community li- yeah. kitchen? That should me right there shows you that you do not want. I guess you don't want any Tom, Dick, and Jane being a part of your community kitchen, but $12? Well, that's affordable, 12 bucks, no. Piper, you shouldn't be charging somebody to come to a meeting. Are you? Is it to charge you to come to a meeting, or is it to see your commitment to? Is is it per meeting? It's the the first general meeting. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a part of their food, want to be a part of it, yeah, to pay this fee to Uh be a part of the meeting. I just don't think that. I mean, I think I think fundamentally it's terrible, but I could see why they would do it. Sure, I could see why, but I I also don't I don't. Agree, you know, I'm anti-capitalist, so I don't agree with it. But yeah. I just, but I'm just saying, it's I too understand. many. It's too many foodies. Detroit is too much of a food town for there not to be enough community kitchens. Is what you're getting ready to say. But for Easter Market to be such a staple of agriculture, vendoring, it, I, I just think they it don't have be to a, give back. For them giving back is you paying twelve bucks. <laughs> All right, that's cool too. <laughs> no, but but in the land of that, you know, um, yeah. So we have Mama Akua House. Yes, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Three pizzas. I'm gonna do three pizzas. I'm gonna do the more. It's a shout out to uh, North Africans who spent a lot of time in Sicily, to say it in a nice way. Um, and I think Sicilian pizza is very close to Detroit style pizza. And it's also a shout out to more herbs that is uh, keeping a lot of our immune systems intact. 
Um, you Seven got the, Mile, St. Mary's. Yeah, hey. You got the Beyond Supreme, because I do believe we are all Beyond Supreme. Aww. Look at Brittany. She got the, uh, at the conscious Aww. pizzas. She got them. Got they, the Negro conscious. Pizza. Negro pizza. <laughs> Brittany so. got conscious. She got hotel pizzas. Hey. They got them conscious pizzas. That's a, I believe that if you're living a plant-based lifestyle, 80% of what you digest should be true plants. But then the 20%, I think, eating beyond more so than impossible is cool on a pizza it's cute right mm-hmm. Put a little beyond ground beef on there and then the third pizza is a shout out to d town farm it's the d town farm and it has just a, a variety of like different veggies that you Woo-hoo. can find inside the d town farm so I'm that's next friday that's coming up and yeah. speaking of which if folks are listening and you um, go to the D-Town Farm or the Detroit Black Community Food Security mm-hmm. Network mm-hmm. YouTube. We shot all of their videos, Fire. the how-to, the how-to um, farm videos. And it's a series, I think it's like nine or ten videos in the series that teach you how to farm. And we shot all those. This is They're really great. This, you got, we used the music the from Molly Wap. Isn't the intro cool of the person that's running? Okay, listen. That is Rozzy. Shouts out to Rozzy. Uh, if I'm not, how old is Rozzy? 10, 11? I don't know. But Rozzy, he might be younger than that. He's just okay. big. I think he might be like, he might be like seven or eight. I don't know. I got to ask his mom how old he is. He might, he might be, he's, he's, I remember him telling me that he was younger than what he is and he's tall. But shouts out to his mom, Sherry Smith. She's in the videos. So Rozzy um, is always around. You know, cool. um, when we shoot the videos and um, I love it. <laughs> when 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 we brought the drone out to like test it, you know, he was excited. <laughs> so he just started running like, you know, when, when the drone started going, it's he started cool. running with, it his makes own, the with the drone. It makes the farm look so cold because he's like basically running the extent of like a certain portion of the farm. Yeah, just yeah, makes yeah. The farm looks so It was dope. awesome. So we did all these other drone footages, right? Mm-hmm. So when it so when it was over, I said, "Ah, uh, cuz I thought in my mind, you know what, since we're doing this whole series, we should treat it like a series." Yeah. And so I was like, "But let's have an intro and an outro." So we shot Sherry and Naomi who are in the video at the end as well. And they're kind of like dancing that's a little cool. bit like at the end. It's only a couple of seconds, but it's so that's the intro and outro. And the music is from uh, Molly Wap. And um, it's a song called The Call, which is an amazing song that they um, that they actually, you know, uh, wrote and, and 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 produced and, you know, recorded and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, what I find is really cool about um, the, you know, just the series in general. I just want to say, like, I learned how to farm from watching, from shooting these videos. So you can learn how to be a farm and garden. I watched the seeding one. It was amazing. You watched the seeding one? Yeah, I watched another one, too. I can't think of the title of it, but they were both so good. Like, it was so good. Like, I felt confident after I watched it. You felt it. confident. Yeah. Aren't they great? They are Sherry good. and Naomi are awesome. They, they have great chemistry together. Don't as well. they? Yes. They're great on camera. Mm-hmm. We we have um, one on composting. I need to watch that one. Yeah, we've got one on um, starting your garden. I mean, um, we've got one ETL? Of, who? His name is ETL. He's the... At Detom Farm? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think you would know him if you saw him. I'm not sure. He, um, what does he do? Uh, I know he, he, I guess, does the farm farming stuff. <laughs> oh, he's a farm. Okay, okay, okay. 
Um, no, and and, uh, and if I do know him, then I apologize because I just probably don't know his name. Yeah, I think you. I think you. You would know him. Yeah. If, yeah, you would know him. Okay. Okay. Now, shout out to Ethiopia, by the way. Yeah, and what's interesting um, is that with this farm series, um, we've just literally been. Um, like we, what was it? Maybe June or something like that. When did I start my garden? Yeah, June. June I started my garden. So now my garden's up. I we just did a a garlic one, you know, at my house just to show people how to do garlic. So now I'm on to the next, and I just I love but, it. But love yeah, it. and and we used um the Molly Wop song. So if y'all don't know, Baba Malik is the executive director of uh De- um Detroit Black Community Food Security Network. We gotta get, I and know he also has Malik a band. We had him on here for Molly Wop. Though. He has a band, Molly Wop. I want to get him on here for D Town Farm. Yeah, he and for the Molly Wop, we we use that song. That song is so fire. I can't wait. The call you said. The call. All right. It's incredible. I was trying to see like, wait, do I have? You know what? I think I have a little bit here, of it. Um. So yeah. Long story short, uh, it's about connecting with your ancestors. I love it. This song, The Call, which I think is so perfect for farming. Me too. Because you're like connected with your ancestors. You are. And so when I, I, I had the vision to like put all this together and then when we saw Rozzy like running, I was like, that's got to be our intro and it's, we're going to use that for every single one because it's, it's like I a love fresh it. youth like running across the farm. Isn't it beautiful? It's my favorite. It gives you like, doesn't it give you a yes. beautiful feeling for the future? Yes. I was like, this is what we need. We need something hopeful. Cause it I was like it. middle of Corona. I was like, we need something hopeful, but I'm going to just play a little bit. This is just a little, this is the, um, this is the trailer. Okay. And it's only like 30 seconds, but I'm going to just play it. Like I said, there's an entire series that is, you know, on YouTube, and you can see all the steps of how to start your garden. You could be gardening. But um, just want to play y'all a little bit of this intro of the first one. So that's just a little 30 seconds. The song is fire, though, ain't it? The song is it. like, the song is incredible. I love it. And wait, wait like, if you didn't hear the song, like, go to Molly Wop's YouTube just to hear the music. It's really good. But, um, but yeah, you can check out. It, that was just a little trailer, like, you know. That was good. But we, uh, like we take you through the entire process. And so, yeah, shouts out to P Groove. Shouts out to Paul Jackson. Shouts out to Naomi. Shouts out to Sherry. But anyway, that's Sherry's son. Uh, Shouts out to Rozzy. And then Sherry's a part of Community Movement Builders as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sherry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that was her son that I met. That's her son. I met, I met her. Yeah, 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 yeah her. she's a part of Community. She's so dope. She she's did a dope, really right? nice video for uh, when she tasted the pizza. And he's she like, makes videos, too. Oh. And she's like, yeah. And the kid, I think that was him running. He's like, this yeah. is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Rozzy. Oh, man. Shout out Rozzy. Shout out Rozzy. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, but anyway, 
Uh, Friday, November thirteenth, for sure. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, my birthday. Friday, November thirteenth. So. And you're on the fifteenth. Yeah, so okay. maybe people can just come get a box for my birthday. You hey. know how people pin your pin the money? Yeah, yeah, just come just get a buy pizza. a box. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. At Mama Kua House, which is on Ferry Park. Yes, you know, right up in the hood, and um, yeah. So that's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. So what about you, Deja? That was a long last words, but that Sorry. was some good last one. That was I, I I contributed too. So yeah, I don't have any last words. I'm just I'm excited to you know. Your pants are dope. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I got these when I went to LA. I love them. She's so fashionable, yeah, right? She is. I love trying, it. I'm trying to you know step into the woman that I'm becoming. <laughs> I love this little bustier. I know me too. Thanks. Hoodie. This is from last year. This is I usually skate in this. What? Yeah. When do you skate? <laughs> Pre-COVID. Oh. Uh, Kamari What's your favorite rink? Convince me to go Northland. I love Northland. Oh, you come in Detroit to skate? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, girl, I'm shoot. Not the suburbs at all. Oh, I, I do everything Northland. I can in the city. I do too. Man, I wish I, I could throw a, a skate party, skate pizza party. That would be so cold. You have to be outdoors. All you have. I'm to saying do. like you went, you know. Oh. Well, all I gotta do is what? Say this. I was gonna say maybe we could, because uh, Northland doesn't be 10 have people. their pizza thing up open all the time. <laughs> they don't. No. Man, maybe we but I don't know how you would. You can only have ten maybe people. Year. Maybe next year. <laughs> you like, only have, how, how many people? Ten, right? Maybe. Yeah. When how many people know. can we have? I don't know. When this COVID, I think it's ten. When this COVID shit dies on, that would be so dope. Like, Hell yeah. You would have to DJ. Y'all both would have to DJ. That would be cold. Y'all have. We could have two. No, sets. I'm gonna have my homies DJ. They way better than I. You think I know some shit? They know some shit. DJ Peace Pipe. Bring <laughs> DJ Peace Pipe back <laughs> oh, out for with sure. Deja's recommendations. Hell that would be a lit party. We have to do it next summer. That's cool. That's the, that's a next summer thing. I don't want any liability. Me neither. Girl, we'll be fine. We're not going to do it until the coast is clear because I don't want to endanger us either. At all, right? Oh, you know what we could do? What's your birthday? April 21st. All right. But we could do a, a, a virtual party. I wanted to have a masquerade party for my birthday this mm. year. That would be cute. Wait, but when's your birthday? April. Okay, but April. It, it, April 20th. We were on lockdown. 21st. 21st. Okay. That's what I wanted And when's your birthday, Jaira? It is March 19th. So okay. No Pisces. Yeah, Pisces. Pisces. Yeah. You must be on the, the cusp. two fish. Yeah, I'm. I'm like in between. It's like two yeah. fish. Yeah. All right. You on the cusp. You you part Aries. <laughs> so I guess. <laughs> I mean, we could do virtual party for your birthday. Everybody oh, just skate in their basements. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you could know, just. You know. No. I'm not. I don't need that. to celebrate my birthday that bad. The All skating right. r- the skating ring uh, across from where I live is open actually. Where yeah. is that? Well, I it's in Farmington Hills. I wanted to be where the footage driver is where you're gonna be moving that gamble because it's gonna be so many people. Like I want yeah, to be banging have like visuals. These lights <laughs> gotta be there. Cold. We need like, these lights. You wanna there. get somebody's it's be feet? A whole event. Okay. Yeah, like, with their feet doing all the like. I want to. I want to bring out all the, the skaters. Wheel, Brittany, like, we're about to do skating parties. Let's do it. Period. So you like, want me to film what? it? Oh yes. that, yeah, I, mean, I, I could definitely. Yeah. Do that. And they have like a DJ, like a like a dedicated DJ, like every yeah. week, like yeah, yeah, spinning, yeah, yeah, like yeah. hell yeah, girl, I, yeah, yeah, oh, it's gonna be fire. <laughs> At Northland, though, like Keep off right off we gotta mile. find some place outdoors. Where yeah, can you skate outdoors? A basketball court. Oh, we could t- turn a like, the track. <laughs> no, there's, the track. there's actually, who's not using their track, right? You need, but not, but you need like the other track. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's hilarious. But uh, we could throw like a cold party, y'all. Yeah, y'all. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you're listening, you know, help us figure this out. Tap in. 
tap, tap in tap, tap tap speaking of which we're getting closer to the 100th episode yo i'm excited for that what's this too. one 96 mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh we better have our 100th episode meeting so yeah next week yeah okay so listen if you're li- if you're listening we're getting close to this 100th episode where we said we're gonna go live hey. so we better start practicing next week going live and see what that's feeling like <laughs> we're so gonna we do it so we don't beat the 100th episode like we thought yeah. we was gonna go live yeah <laughs> sorry y'all so but anyway my last words are just i really appreciate y'all i'm glad that we're here in this time and i get to experience life in this moment with all of you and um yeah this is really really um a powerful moment um so just looking forward there's a lot of work to be done you know we're pushing through but um i'm really i'm really excited and i'm I'm proud of all of you and um yeah we'll just be updating y'all so always listen to the piper carter podcast on detroit is different and go to the detroit is different.net and check out some of the other podcasts you know uh support the channel and follow us on social media pc.podcast we're on instagram and we're on facebook and you could join our Facebook group, which is Piper Carter Podcast, if you want to have more engagement interaction. But um, hit us up. Ask us some questions. You know, we're really, really, really looking forward to starting to um, do this live and how that engagement is going to be and moving into video. Thanks to Jaira. So mm-hmm. keep listening. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Sometimes you gotta clean the people out of your life. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. So talk to me nice, but don't.